evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein and with me as always is the sensational karen randazzo a suit i don't need a suit i've got plenty of suits and the marvelous chris randazzo my mother thinks i'm cheap we here on this week's episode talk television. Every once in a while we get a little spoilery. Not as spoilery as we used to, because right now we're only going to be talking about one show. Uh, as we commented a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to force my co-host to watch The Greatest American Hero, because I fondly remembered it. Um, so, seeing as it was my choice first, we watched the pilot episode, which sensationally enough happened to be two episodes long of the greatest american hero um so seeing as i chose this i feel it's going to be a necessity for me to defend it against you two i think um the basic information in 1981 a show was released if i'm not mistaken on nbc and it was about a young man and a grizzled fbi or cia or nbc agent and they they were approached by an alien spacecraft and given a super suit and they were tasked with the job to make things better on the planet now the cast there's uh, pretty much just three main characters in the show uh that is ralph hinckley bill maxwell and pam davidson William Catt, Robert Culp, and Connie Seleka, respectively. William Catt plays a teacher. Um, a special ed Special teacher. ed. I was going to say special needs, but that's not right. It's a, he is a special ed teacher. And apparently in 1981, special ed meant douchebag. <laughs> meant classroom full of students who are approximately the same age as the teacher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean the same thing as it does today. These kids were just assholes. And as opposed to being in the, you know, regular classroom with the kids that are trying to learn, they separated all of the assholes and gave this poor man the job of watching them. Um, Robert Culp, who played Bill Maxwell is the FBI agent who's pretty much seen it all, done it all, and is just tired. And also an asshole. He is kind of an asshole. I felt I feel like I watched it twice to make sure I got the, you know, the full grasp of the show. And I feel that when it's Ryan Reynolds, when Ryan Reynolds hits about 55, he is going to turn into Robert Culp. <laughs> now that I've said that, just pick any scene that Robert Culp speaks in and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and Probably a little less misogyny, but sure. You never know. <laughs> Connie plays Pam Davidson, who happens to be Ralph's girlfriend and lawyer and lawyer yes and I mean, lawyer in his custody case <laughs> against his model wife who just got back from a modeling trip and now wants her child well so she got back from the modeling trip and saw his hair and said i can't do this anymore <laughs> listen it was the 80s okay the man was rocking a blonde fro it's okay yeah, I was going to clarify that uh, when you say model wife, she is a wife whose job is to be a model, not that she is a model wife. Oh, no, no, no. She is no, We she, never see her, and from what we hear of her, she's a terrible wife. She's not a good and person. not a great mother, because she clearly has no regard for the well-being of her children. None whatsoever. 
Uh, so Let's the, see, I have a husband who is a teacher with a stable job, but I want custody of the kids where I will be traveling all over the world all the time, giving them a completely unstable home life. Yes, mother of the year. God bless the 80s. Um, the This episode revolves around a plot to assassinate the president by a media mogul, it seemed. I, I really wasn't 100% sure what that guy's main job was, but he controls the vice president. And he is using the vice president to get the president into a situation where he could kill him. And then now the vice president would become the president and he would then control the president. Seems like a flawless plan to me. I don't know why it went bad. Well, there were dune buggies involved, so what could possibly go wrong? Absolutely. And, okay, in the the very opening scene, the Nazi-esque chase down of the poor black man. In the suit. That never got wet until the very, very end. Um, Okay, it was slightly disturbing because they're all wearing white T-shirts, dark pants. I think most of them had suspenders on, if I'm not mistaken. They were all religious fanatics. Well, allegedly, because they were, you know, they they quoted the Bible a lot. Um, But bald, all wearing aviator sunglasses. And when they finally surround this, this black guy who apparently the Doom Buggy stopped working in water because he drove through, like, 17 giant puddles in the chase scene. But, like, six inches? Phew, yeah. No way. It was done. The Over Doom Buggy done. was just like, I can't take this anymore. So, I mean, really. It was really. like that Dune Buggy in uh, Harvey Birdman, the one goes... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're giving this scene the credit. This is the opening. This is the very beginning. This the is the first cold thing opening that you see on this entire show, and it is a black guy in a business suit driving a dune buggy through the desert and the rocks or whatever, being chased well, by a bunch of religious fanatics, all with their own dune buggies. Yes, it was a dune you, buggy you, chase. Uh, you failed to mention that the actual first thing that we see on the screen, where I almost stopped the show and drove up and to your house and killed you, Evan, is a giant tarantula across the street oh, in oh, the desert. Right. It wasn't that big. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know how big it was, because the second I saw Arachnid, I closed my eyes and held a pillow in front of it until it went away. Yes, there was you a spider. You can't do that shit to me. I apologize. I forgot, to be honest with you. I mean, it was a very short scene. Um but the creepiest... No, no, the, the tarantula was a short, yes. short scene. The, this cold, cold open. open dune buggy chase was 85 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. And it ended with the, the singing stylings of one of the Nazi youth that was there, which I didn't even realize was a woman. Up until and she started, I didn't realize she was singing until like she started to get out of the dune buggy and walk towards the guy, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it's her oh, singing. It's oh. not the soundtrack yeah. of the show." I thought it was the soundtrack. Nope, it was nope. crazy, crazy lady, crazy bald lady with sunglasses. Yeah, um, black guy tries to get away because he he first pleads with them, saying he wants no trouble. He just wants to go back to his car. <laughs> Which really, I don't understand why they didn't let him car go. That he, where exactly was his car that he wound up in a rocky desert dune buggy chase? Uh, I don't want any trouble. I feel like the time for that statement was about eighty-four minutes ago. Mm-hmm. When right before they start the engine of the dune buggy, um, they say no. He runs. They chase him down, tackle him, fade to black. Oh, and this this also no, bothered wait, me I about that. I didn't that. mean racially. The screen 
faded to black. <laughs> I apologize. I, they all had like automatic weapons lots of to guns. them. Yes, <laughs> lots of AK-47s. They had lots and lots of guns. Yes. And so he runs away and their response is to chase him and tackle him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand like if they wanted to capture him, why did they have the guns? And if they wanted to kill him, why didn't they just shoot him when he started to run away? And cool. like they didn't you don't get an answer to what they what these people wanted with this guy right away. Well, I, I, in, Later in, in the all, episode, you find out that he's freaking dead. So why the chase? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not just shoot the guy? There, there, there was there was no because explanation it's the as 80s to why. And we need yes. dune buggies. The <laughs> the board meeting in the beginning of this show, they get the whole thing filmed. They're like, "All right, we got the super suit. We got the guy with the Jufro. We got this all cooking. What do we need to sell this?" Dune buggies. It is 1981. Dune buggies are all the rage. Put more dune buggies in there. They're like, all right, we got five dune buggies. They're like, fucking double the dune buggy budget. Double it. Triple it. More dune buggies. Dune buggies for days. So once we find out that, well, we don't find out what happens to him, we're introduced to Ralph. Ralph Hinckley. Now, I don't know if you at all cruise the imdb or the wiki page for this but his original name was ralph hinckley for the first episode oh my god they changed his name to ralph hanley seeing as 12 days after the pilot premiered a man by the name of hinckley tried to kill the president (laughs) you see how they tied reagan was just in accidentally almost died because of Hink. So they changed his name to Hanley and then changed it back, I think, in season two to Hinkley. They said, fuck it. Because <laughs> who who, rem- who remembers that? Yeah. Yeah. They were really married to that name in the first place. They, they must have said Ralph Hinkley like 47 times in this episode. He introduced himself repeatedly to everyone. Um, we are introduced to Ralph uh, and the plight that is the... Special ed teacher uh, and his band of douchebag students. I, 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 I'm looking at the 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 cast listing, and I'm assuming Tony was that the big jerk. I think so. Okay, uh, sure. Why not? Because well, he definitely spoke like a Tony. Um, <laughs> yes, there was yes, he there was did. Tony oozing out of that boy's pores. Um, it's it like the, the he wants to do right by these kids and, and get them to learn and and, and you the know other reach them. Are just like no, screw that. Yeah, he's like, I did this for like eight months. Fuck them. Uh, he's, he's like, like, no, I'm a teacher. I should be trying to help these guys. And like, no, nah, don't try to help them. They're lost causes. They're already in their thirties. <laughs> so what does Ralph do? He says, "Fucking, I'm taking you all on a." On an outing. We're going on a school trip. I'm taking you all on an impromptu, permission slip free trip to the desert. Get in the van, kids. We're not talking. We don't need permission for anybody. This shows the difference between now and then. Because (laughs) brother gets into the van mid-early day. First thing in the morning. School starts, get into the van. They don't reach their destination until it is pitch black outside. Oh, don't forget that before they before he decided that they all needed to get into the van, one of them challenged him to a boxing match. That's Tony. Like Tony, that. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony. Yeah, I'm going to kick. Oh, you. and and Tony's girlfriend has the hots for uh, Jufro teacher Rhonda, the 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 the, the slut. <laughs> she she was a tramp. 
Her mother thinks she's cheap. Because her mother's cheap. And what does she know? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an actual quote from the show. I didn't come up with that on my own. That's true. Um, so they head out to go on this impromptu field trip. They stop at a diner where we are introduced to Bill because Tony picks a fight with Bill with a, the largest switchblade I've ever seen. And Bill pulls a gun on a child. <laughs> He's <laughs> not a child. Uh, yeah, air quotes that Theoretically, child. Theoretically, pulling a gun on a child. <laughs> on a student, okay? How about All right. that? Yeah. All right, we'll call it <laughs> a <you> student. <laughs> Um, and never has a student been more deserving to have a gun pulled on him. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so we are introduced to Bill and the crabbiness that is him. He just wanted a cup of coffee and, and a meal and to shovel a little misogyny towards the waitress. And to be a dick to Ralph when he tries to apologize. That's also true. Um, <clears throat> so, so far in the show, the most likable character we've seen is a dune buggy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so those NBC execs, they were right on. <laughs> Tripling the dune buggy budget was the best idea ever. <laughs> so I, I'm going to assume they had their lunch and they went out into the desert where all this spacey, supernaturally type shit happens. You know, the radio goes a little wonky. The van stops. Uh, they immediately decide, hey, I'm going to go walk the mile. You kids or you students stay here. And... Ralph just starts hoofing it to a, a gas station that he says was back about a mile. We didn't, they didn't show it. But whilst trying to walk back, he, Bill almost runs him down. I don't know why he lost such control of the vehicle. Oh, he clearly had control of that vehicle. There is no loss of control that could <laughs> yeah. cause a vehicle. There was a left, to do a right, that. a left, a right, and then, yeah. Um, Apparently, his vehicle breaks down as well, hits his head. He's a little googly. Ralph. I think it's also worth noting that the van, the school van, when it seems, when it goes, uh, when it breaks down, mm -hmm. seems to not even be on the road. No. It's oh, just absolutely. in the just middle like of nowhere. In the desert. Yeah, it is in, it's solidly in the desert. Did um, we know what the purpose of this field trip was? Like, where a geological, was he going? A geological trip. To just go out into the desert? And I'm going to repeat myself, hot. Chris. It's a geological trip. <laughs> because if there's one thing that special ed students need to be studying in high school, it's geology. Yes, right. especially from the English teacher. I don't know if you caught that later on. He said he spoke, he taught English. <laughs> and um, I, it, it was later on. So uh, Ralph and Bill squabble back and forth. We find out that Bill is, I'm pretty sure he was FBI. He, yeah, was, so. he was an acronym of some sort. And that's when the aliens show up. Now, for 1980, I'm going to say relatively good special effects. So uh, good that they decided to leave them on the screen for 84 minutes. Yeah, this was a really long show. Uh, Look at that spaceship. Isn't it great? <laughs> and they just sit there hovering on the spaceship. Show characters' reaction to spaceship. Show spaceship. Show a rock. Show spaceship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We were on the rock for too long. We're going to have to edit that out. Um, 84 I, must have been the lucky number of somebody on the show because anything <laughs> worth showing was worth showing for 84 minutes. Well, I do like the fact that when the, the spaceship was coming down, they were trying to break out of the car because the car door's locked. 
And then the ship tried to was started communicating through the radio, like changing stations and catching one word from each station. But Bill, uh, all right, Ralph spins around and starts kicking the door. Bill apparently took off his shoe and was lightly tapping the glass with his shoe, as if that was going to break something. Uh, also, before you move any any further than that, it ahead. is worth noting that the whole radio communication thing was later ripped off wholesale. By Michael Bay in Transformers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it goes from the single word communication of channel changing back and forth to uh, Bill's buddy John, the guy from the Dune buggy, the Dune buggy dude. Well, the black guy ties it all together, circular, it's, seamlessly. It's like, it's like a, a Ferris wheel. Um, he is our introduction to the. Spacesuit alien conspiracy thing that Ralph has to wear the suit. Bill has to give him information on what things to thwart. And yes, but Bill is dead. Now, uh, it looked as if they had this African-American gentleman stand and someone just took talcum powder and went (laughs) into his face. That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's how you make someone look dead. Okay. Also, uh, he was very effective at communicating, which really makes one wonder, why bother with a single word communication through the radio in the first place? Not exactly. A, not and his first sure. it was his uh, voice on the um, radio, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to come down now, and he comes down out of the spaceship, and he's got the spacesuit, and he puts it in the trunk of the car. I was like, what, what, what is going on? And slowly like, was talking to them. It, all the direction that he was giving was spoken like this, so that we all understand. Like, God damn it, 1981, we're not idiots. Well, Let, let's let's move things along. Well, here. everyone was on coke in 1981, <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually never mind. Um, um I wasn't. <laughs> I was. <laughs> you were not you were, born in you 19... Born. Well, you were barely born in 1981. I was born in 1981, <laughs> immediately on coke. It's <laughs> in the doctor's, in the, in the delivery room. It's like, cut the cord and give the baby a... Give this kid a bump. Snort of cocaine. Uh, okay, so John gives the suit, puts it in the trunk, explains, hey... Listen, the directions and or instructions are with the suit. Read them before trying to use the suit. Seems pretty clear. Seems pretty simple. And the book with the instructions in it was it was tucked away. It, ha- it had its own little slot in the box. It had its own thing. He opened it up. He looked at it. This is the instruction manual. It's like this big... It looked, it looked like a hardcover, hardcover spiral-bound type tabs. Yeah, like, there were tabs. I saw tabs. Say it was daylight, and you were anywhere in the vicinity of where the, like, say, I don't know, you dropped that book. Theoretically. And you didn't know where it was. Maybe. And, um, but but the last place you remember, remember having it was in the desert, and you I'm, went back in daylight to look for it. I'm with it you. It would probably be really easy to find. Oh, no. I totally disagree. That book is lost forever, because <laughs> that's what happens. After, um, after, it, after the spaceship leaves, <laughs> Bill just kicks 
Ralph out of the car and bounces. He's like, fuck you. I'm not having anything to do with this. I'm out. <laughs> and leaves Ralph on the side of the road with this magical, mystical box. Did you see that? Did you see that spaceship? <laughs> yep. Peace. <laughs> so apparently as Ralph is walking back to the van bus with the students, the book falls out of the box. They have now officially lost the instructions. Forever. The book that says instructions in English on the cover of it, (laughs) but these aliens cannot communicate through any way but um, choosing single words from an already existing radio broadcast or sending a dead guy down who already speaks English. But the aliens themselves clearly don't speak any English because they had to resort to these tactics. But mm-hmm. their instruction manuals in English. Well, Logically they flawless. English. They just don't speak it very well. <laughs> um, okay, so he wanders back to the van. The van apparently is now working. They leave. Uh, we are introduced to Ralph at his home, where we find about Pam and the whole divorce and their you know, relationship and blah, blah, blah. But we get to see the <laughs> the suit for the first time pulled out of the box. And some of you people you may know, I'm a rather robust human being. As soon as I get into fighting shape, I am cosplaying this outfit. Because <laughs> all I have to do is go out and buy a pair, no shit, of red long johns and put a little white symbol on my chest. And it's set. Because that's what it was. It was a two-piece with a Don't belt. Don't forget the cape and the Jufro. <laughs> I was... <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's like a four-piece set. Shirt, bottom, cape, Jufro. Um, so he tries it on. Looks kind of foolish. But, hey, I don't know what else anybody expected. Uh, we see Ralph interact with his child saying hey oh, geez i forgot all about the kid yeah the kid is he's taking the kid to school he's like listen you know the stuff between you and me and your mom i don't want you to have to choose but do you have anything to say like are you leaning in any sort of direction in which parent you want to go with and the kid bows out and says no i love you both and that's it that is the last time we heard it. that's the last time we see the child um <laughs> They get to school. Apparently, Bill hunted Ralph down and is drunk in one of the bathrooms at the school. They sort of form their team and proceed to... Nope, nope, nope. Fight. They just fight. They fight a lot because Bill wants to be in charge. Ralph doesn't like Bill. They're clearly attracted to one another. Uh, The sexual tension is palpable. (laughs) Um, Ralph has a court date you know the custody hearing Mm -hmm. and right after the boxing match that he got into with one of his (laughs) students he had to shower real quick and head over to court but uh, i mean of course the boxing match ran a a little long he's running late and then you know the jackknife tractor trailer so he's being followed by some mysterious guy in a blue van van following yes um so he decides to pull over and make a phone call phone is broken this is his decision this is the point in time when he decides i can't drive i'm gonna have to fly now i i don't know how he knew he'd be able to fly with the suit because 
Because he lost the instructions. (laughs) I think he just assumed that since the suit was so clearly modeled after the Superman outfit, that he would just get Superman's power. And there was a lot of of DC referencing, like, what led him to this life of superheroism was the Justice Friends cartoon. Oh, yeah, the Super yeah, Friends. Yeah, his Super kid Friends. was watching Super no, Friends. No, I, I think he was watching it. I don't remember the kid being in the scene. The kid was like four <laughs> inches from the television yeah. screen until the phone rang and he went to go get it. Because there was that whole comedy bit about Pam was on the phone, but he Ralph was trying oh, on the suit right. and he didn't want his kid to see him and wearing the suit. Right. Because right. clearly wearing a super suit in 1981... <laughs> Is grounds for arrest and incarceration yes. in a mental institution. Yes, because without trial, without anything, just fi- because we- cosplay was not a thing then. <laughs> we find this out because once he finds out the phone is broken when he was trying to make his call, he decides to change into the suit and attempt to fly to court. Now this is where we are, are, are shown his masterful flying skills, which are none. He cannot fly. He can fly. He just can't fly straight. And the amount of screaming that this man does whilst flying is ridiculous. Um, But you know what I really liked about this? What's that? A little bit was that uh, he he got the attention of the police because he was changing into the super suit in a gas station bathroom or something. Mm -hmm. And a, a, a man and his son came came in and saw him in the outfit and they got really suspicious and ran off to tell somebody to call the police. Mm -hmm. And the kid wanders away from his dad while Ralph is trying to fly and he like runs into this kid and he's trying to take off and he's trying to take off and nothing is happening. And the kid's like, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) And he tells him like, this is how Superman does it in the comics. You take three steps and then you jump down hard like on a diving board. And I was like, yes, that's exactly how you take off if you were going to (laughs) fly. That's brilliant. I love that. It's genius. It's exactly how it was supposed to happen. He flies, loses control, smashes into a wall, gets knocked <coughs> unconscious. Police find him, take him to the mental facility where he... I I, I, I don't know what they're holding him on because he... Actually, he keeps changing his story. Um, this is where we find out when he, when he is strapped down to the table because reasons... Uh, he has some sort of vision thing. It's not. It's not like he could see through things, but he sees like other places. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a portal to something else like, that's happening somewhere else. And he sees that the bad guys have caught Bill. He breaks out of the institution right after Pam shows up to actually get him out. They jettison away, and the suit. We find out the suit also gives him super strength. Because he tosses around a couple of orderlies, uh, the, he they then for, apparently through his vision he get he knows where Bill is. They go to that place. Uh, he jumps over the wall to save Bill. We also find out that he has super speed because of the Bernie footprints in the ground. <clears throat> uh, this convinces Pam. I don't know why he doesn't do it sooner, but no, Pam is not convinced yet. Oh, that's right. It's not until she actually sees him do something superpowery like. Saves Bill. He lifted the vault. Oh, right. He lifted the Volkswagen Rabbit. Now, on a good day, I can do that. <laughs> okay. But she faints. faints. Just flat out loses her shit. <laughs> just passes right and out. <laughs> this feat of strength is the only, like, actual... Feat like, we strength. see him fly, but, like, 
so many of the things that you see him do, you don't actually see. They're all off screen. Like you just you know right. see him leave the room, and then somebody he he who's in his way he throws back There's oops into and the offs. scene where the the camera was. You know. So now, uh, they are tipped to the plan of the president killing. They then go thwart that plan. Apparently, all they had to do is just, you know, show up at the dude's house and then shoo away a helicopter that had the president in it. And they win. We got to see one more doom buggy at the end. Yes. (laughs) And that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, it was over an hour and a half long, but you got the key points. Team formed, learning how to use his powers or use the suit's powers. No instructions. Comedy Jufro. ensues. <laughs> Jufro. Um, at one point in time, he leaves his kid with the delinquent students. And that turns them around. Like, oh, he's showing us respect. And, yes. You know. I... The, the delinquent students were babysat for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had to go save the president. <laughs> Yes. I'm not making yes, this up. Yes, he did. I'm not making this up. This is a real thing. The reason I love this show is, first off, I was probably three years old when I first started watching this because it was on for at least three to four seasons. I remember sitting in front of the television and watching this show. It's like one of the first things I actually consciously remember watching. Um, and upon the rewatch, surprisingly better than I expected it to be. <laughs> Jesus, if this is better than you expected, yeah, I, what did you expect I, that you were asking us to watch, dude? I, I, well, those, there's those shows that you have fond memories of, and upon rewatch, you don't understand why you had fond memories. That's it. I was like, okay, it is a thing of its time. It ain't yeah, that bad. This isn't like going back and watching the original Voltron. This right. was at least... This was tolerable. Like I'm not, not going to say coherent or cohesive, <laughs> but no. uh, it was coherent, not cohesive. I, I, I loved this show. Uh, I really enjoyed rewatching it. It took me right back to when I was fucking six years old watching this show. I could totally see why you wanted us to watch this. I I get it that it's like it's a predecessor to a lot of things that we like these days. Right. It's the thing that started this. Like there was no comic book for the greatest American hero that came like in 2009. They did a book. In 2015, they started talking about remaking this show. And I was like, yeah, oh, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else that was on television was a direct pull from comics. The Hulk, Batman, uh, Superman. And that's it, pretty much. And this was right around the you know, Incredible Hulk run of his television show. It, 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 is, it is so 80s. I'm really oh curious my. what the intended audience for this was, because I feel like when I was watching this, I thought, man, if I was like six and I was watching this, I'd think it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I just think it was so awesome. Um, and it was really interesting to watch this without any nostalgia for it, because I had never even heard of this show before you mentioned it to mm-hmm. me. So I had I was going in completely blind. Um, but the, the, it, the language and whatnot was, you know, there was a lot of dams and whatnot, mm-hmm. a lot of dams and asses. Which well, that was that like, was his thing. Every time he messed up doing something, whether it be running fast or jumping or flying, he'd hit the ground and go, damn. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Those are 
Those Does are, especially by 1981 standards, those were not, like, all-ages words. Mm-mm. Like, not that they're super all-ages words now, but uh, I'm, I'm curious. The, the rest of the show seems very geared towards what little kids would think is really cool. Like, and I can't imagine this being a super successful primetime show, but then again, I mean, we're talking about 1981 1981, time, so yeah. it's a, it was a very different time. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious how this show was marketed back then. I honest to god don't remember. I just remember being marketed as a comedy, which it it had its moments. That's like That's interesting that you're saying it was a cuz I didn't get comedy from it. When I first saw like the images for this mm-hmm. show, I thought this was going to be like a comedy. I thought it was going to be like a superhero spoof, but it didn't seem very jokey. Like, no, it, it tried to take itself seriously, but funny things ha- the the it, the the slapstickiness of it, the falling, the hurting himself, the the miscommunication between him and Bill, and all of that stuff. That was the comedy of the show. I did not pick up on the majority of that as comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. It even is a, realize it, like I said. It's it's also it's very different time. <laughs> did not even realize that they were trying to be funny, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a. I mean that. I, I'm not going to say that I hated this show. Like, I'm I'm curious to see where this, sh- like, what the evolution of this show is during its run. I don't know that I'm going to watch a lot more of it, but I'm interested to see a little bit more. I um, uh, hold on, but yeah. I can definitely say that, um, like, as a comedy, in th- that it was a failure because if I can't even tell you're telling jokes, uh, yeah, that that that's kind of a miss. Um, uh- <laughs> it will be very easy to watch more episodes of this show because it's on Hulu, except the pilot episode, when which you're is welcome. <laughs> not on Hulu. Um, all right, two things that I wanted to throw out there: the symbol on his chest that it look it's it's a box with a line through the middle of it. It is what's that called? Where it's something it's the same on both the left and the right. Symmetrical. It is a symmetrical image because. The problem that Superman television show had when they reused or repurposed imagery and they would flip the image to make it look like he was flying in the other direction, the S would be backwards. <laughs> so they made this symmetrical so that if they had to do that, it would look the same. The pro- the difference was he was always wearing a watch and his watch kept switching hands. Uh. Interesting. Little tidbit. Plus, the super suit granted Ralph... The powers of flight, super strength, uh, being impervious to injury, including gunfire explosions and regular fire, invisibility, precognition, ESP, telekinesis, x-ray vision, super speed, pyrokinesis, holographic vision, shrinking, psycho, uh, psychometry, I don't know what that means, and even the ability to detect the supernatural. That is one hell of a super suit. I don't care what show you're on. I, Some of those Superman doesn't even have. Yeah. yeah well, he doesn't have uh, shooty eyes. Does he the laser out of his eyes? No, true. But I don't think I don't think Superman has pyrokinesis. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine what Superman would do with pyrokinesis. I I would also be interested to see a little bit more of this. What what interests me is uh, the relationship between him and Connie Salica. The yeah. the Bill and Ralph thing I get I get what what their dynamic is, I want to see what happens between those two once this premise is set up and they're actually on adventures trying mm. to like 
whatever, save save the planet. Like, what does she do? <laughs> I, I don't. And I, I don't do know. they have a relationship or do they not have a relationship? Because the whole premise of them having a relationship when she is his custody lawyer, like, she that's completely <laughs> unethical <laughs> for him, for, for her to date him in the first place. But, like, they go from, like, they have this sort of flirty thing in the beginning of this episode where they're like, oh, you know, they you can tell that they like each other, but they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, she gets pulled into this craziness with him having a super suit and having to save the president. And she's like, well, you got to tell me what's going on because uh, uh, I love you. And he's like, oh, uh, I love you, too. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? Hello? Did anybody else see that? Like, they, they just they, they just. They loved. They said the love thing. They back and forth in the rabbit because that's what you say. I love you in a Volkswagen rabbit. So I would just be, especially considering that the bill is so completely gross towards women. Mm-hmm. And and I, to Ralph's credit, he is not only like defends, you know, defends her and is like, hey, you know, you shouldn't treat her like that. He also treats other women in his life, like the student in his the the female student in his class. He's like. You shouldn't let guys treat you like you're nothing, you know. He has a very Respectful. progressive attitude towards women for the time, I think. Yes. Whereas I believe the other student, uh, her girlfriend, Tony or whatever the hell, is just like, ah, she's just a girl. And I visibly cringed. <laughs> like, you should treat her with respect. She's a person. Ah, she's, she's just, just a girl. She's just a dizzy broad. <laughs> All right. And the last thing I will leave... For the show is the theme song. Believe it or not. <laughs> well, I am actually going to open the show with that theme song. Um, it debuted on the top 40 charts in May of 1981. It spent 18 weeks in the top 40 and reached number two. <laughs> the theme song for the greatest American hero. When you hear it, you will recognize it. Especially if you know Seinfeld. So, all right. Anything else? I I, I was just happy we got to talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> I, thanks for making us watch this. I mean, I did kind of sort of nod off towards the end, but... Uh, you didn't miss much. Yeah, I mean, like, look, this is... Mystery Science Theater 3000 is my favorite show. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have a real love of, like, this kind, like, this, this kind of bad TV. Mm-hmm. Like... It's it, it's it almost feels rude to call it bad, but I can't you know in good conscience say that it is specifically good. But I understand the appeal here, and if I had nostalgia for it, I would be over the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, this was definitely a product of its time. It's not easy to appreciate fully uh, when you're uh, you you don't have when you're going in blind and you don't know exactly. what you're watching. It's 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 not it's not a tough. It's not. A difficult watch. It's just you have to just realize this is an 80s show. If you can yeah. get over that, but if you're also if you have that nostalgia for it, it's not it doesn't ruin anything watching it again. Because a lot of times shows from that era, when you rewatch them, like, oof, my goodness, this oof, bad, bad. And this was not one of the cases with the show. So all right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh when we get back, we're gonna talk some news and a little bit about the Emmy Awards. So uh stay tuned. It's been nearly 20 years since the first Harry Potter book was released, and those of us who grew up with the boy who lived have all changed a lot in that time. 
Karen decided to revisit the books and see how reading the series as an adult changes her perspective on the stories. Are the Dursleys just as bad or worse than she remembers? Find out in Back to Hogwarts, part of the first, located in the think tank. I bet you just can't get enough of the Paper Cuts podcast, can you? Can you? Can you? Well, if so, this is your lucky week. The Paper Cuts crew have not one, but two, count them one, two brand spanking new episodes specifically for your earballs. The regular crew with special guest me recorded a live episode at Garden State Comic Fest where they ran their annual paper hunt panel with guest judge Anthony Marquez, who emerged triumphant. Listen to find out. And then, in issue 93, if you haven't had enough, even though the guys had the option of taking the week off, they chose to show up and talk about Civil War 2 and more because Paper Cuts takes no breaks. Listen to the podcast, people. Listen to it for America. If you thought Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes is the only sidekick Captain America has ever known, man, are you wrong. Did you know that in the comics, there was a female Bucky who came from a pocket dimension? Did you know that she kicked a lot of ass in her own right? And do you know what became of her? Jonathan Fuger wants you to know all this about her and a whole lot more. So check out Welcome to the D-List, Ricky Barnes. Geekade's Twilight Zone episode-by-episode podcast, submitted for your approval, is still going strong. This week, Brandon is joined by Ross from the Oh No! Ross and Carrie podcast to talk about a season one episode that maybe should only be revisited once in a while. Tune in to Submitted for Your Approval, episode 28, a nice place to visit. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. It's the news time. Uh, not very many news stories this week for us to touch upon. Um, and we're just going to blow through them real quick because we want to talk about the Emmy Awards. They, they're, uh, the nominations came up last week, technically. Yes. Um, after we recorded, but before we recorded this episode. So, yeah. First up in the news, uh, my, one of my favorite shows ever on television, Sherlock. We're getting a fourth season, which I'm kind of surprised by because, uh, like, when the se- this last when when the series went on break the last time, that right after that is when fucking Cumberbatch like just blew up with the Doctor Strange and all of that shit. Um, I'm kind of surprised we're getting another season as quickly as we are because it's coming in in another it's coming in January. Which I just I, I feel like that's you know for a regular show that's a long time but for BBC and especially Sherlock it doesn't seem like it's been that long. I think it's just whenever they can find the time. Yeah, they just got to get these two guys to to sit in front of a camera long enough. Um, so we're getting some more Sherlock at the beginning of next year. Uh, I just did want to mention in this article uh, posted up by the Nerdist there was a image of the crew shirt, which I thought was fantastic. It's a image of a shark circling a hound a basset hound and those are two references for the actual characters sherlock and moriarty for those that don't know uh game of thrones talk <laughs> all right apparently these guys are really into realism so as opposed to faking it and making it winter they're going to wait for actual winter to start recording more Shows. I just think that makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> like, 
I just wait till it's actually cold outside. Yes. Like, don't create CG breath and do fake snow. Just wait till it's friggin' winter. Fine, like, but they're it's okay. They're kicking it back. The release of the next season, uh, uh till next summer. So we are now... Which is a couple extra months. Yes. So settle down, nerds. Like, dude, you were just talking about Sherlock, okay? Right. <laughs> yes, but Sherlock is a different You think this is hard? Thing. Try being a Sherlock different, fan. <laughs> different thing. Different thing entirely. Uh, I believe still there was don't eight know years how many between seasons on Sherlock. Didn't the first one air in 1941 <laughs> it, or something it like did. that? It was actually the winter of 1944. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch was a toddler at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's still not 100% sure how many episodes we're getting or what's going on. All we It ha- was not in that episode, in that article that I linked for you guys, but it, in a different one, I read it seven episodes. So they're, doing, they're going to do two seasons, <clears throat> split it right down the middle, because the theory mm-hmm. was between 13 and 15 more episodes to show. I also think it's important that they shoot it during winter because, like, they've been talking about winter for six goddamn years. Mm-hmm. It better be an impressive fucking winter. It may, and and apparently they were doing some shooting, but the winter was mild, so it wasn't as wintry as it should have been. So they're they're waiting into this winter, and hopefully we'll get some more snow and cold. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last big, last news thing that really, like, when I don't know which one of you posted this, but this pissed me off because I spent a full year not being able to watch a CBS show on Netflix. And now Netflix and CBS made a deal where Netflix will have the new star, their new Star Trek show for, for as I read this, for everywhere but America. Yeah, it's the international. It's the rights just the international it. rights because CBS All Access is going to be showing, and this is the only place you'll be able to see the premiere, or it's the other way around. Like they'll show the premiere episode or the pilot episode on CBS, and then shift it over to their web, sh- uh, like a web show, and then it's going to be carried on Netflix as well internationally. But then I pay for Netflix; I'm not getting it. I'll have to pay for CBS All Access to watch it if I choose to watch a Star Trek show. Problem I'm Or ha- you could go to another country. This is also true. I could That's pick true. up and move to watch Star Trek. Not that big a Star Trek fan. Um my problem with this is that one of their one of CBS's biggest and talked about shows last season was Supergirl. And they still don't have that. They're not gonna get it because now it's going over to the WB. It's not their problem anymore. Not their not yeah. It's it's going to the CW. The WB doesn't exist. Is it the WB? What is it now? It's the CW. CW. It's the CW. Is the unholy alliance between UPN and the WB? <laughs> what did I say? You said you the said WB. It was, oh. it hasn't been WB no. since the friggin' frog since was prancing around. Frog. <laughs> yeah, but you knew what I meant. Only on the WB. <laughs> goddamn frog won't dance or sing while the people are around. Um. So yeah. Netflix is it's going to be I think you said 24 hours after the premiere they're going to start airing it I, I guess that's good for Star Trek fans outside of the country that have Netflix I it is what it so is So all of those Star Trek fans who live in other countries that listen to this podcast way to go Good for you Yay All right That's all the news that's fit to talk about except 
The Emmy Awards. The nominations. Emmy noms. The noms. The noms have started. Can I just talk? Can I kick this off and just say there are 19 shows that we have talked about on this podcast that received Emmy nominations? Wow. Is that. What the fuck all of a sudden? (laughs) Is 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 that good or bad? I just, it's, it seems like a lot to me of shows that I would be interested in getting um, critical accolades. So Whereas we're winning. Like, we're doing it yeah, right. Okay. Usually, right. <laughs> like, in past years, it'd be like, there's some categories I don't, I haven't seen any of the shows. Maybe some categories, one show, the, the, oh, there's only one nominee I've ever seen their work, and it's like all the other shows I don't watch. Mm-hmm. So this is very impressive to me. Voltron, not <laughs> no. on the list. <laughs> not on the list. Uh, Dragon Ball eligible. Super. I don't think. I don't think Voltron was eligible, dear. Yeah. Is there? Settle is down. there? Is there a best animated series? Hold on, scrolling, is there scrolling. A best robot lion category? Because I don't freaking see it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a best animated series, but uh, since Dragon Anime. Ball, wow, Dragon I am Ball's still scrolling. Series. <laughs> okay. What? That. Oh. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z abridged as a web series. Oh, that doesn't count? Okay. And Dragon Ball Super hasn't aired in America yet. Yeah, so none of this shit is eligible. Settle down, Chris. Okay. (laughs) Dragon Ball wouldn't be eligible in a billion years. All right, so I'm going to leave this up to you, Chris. How do you plan on doing this? Give us us a brief explanation on on what you plan on doing. Are you just going to... I'm just going to start scrolling and look until I find things that are interesting. Okay. I mean, all right. So let's see. We got the big ones. We got best drama. We got the Americans, never seen it. Better Call Saul, never seen it. Downton Abbey, she loves it. Game of Thrones, we all love it. Homeland, never seen it. House of Cards, never seen it. Mr. Robot, you love it. Yeah. How do we feel about best drama? I say Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is probably going to pull it. Yeah, I would say I would agree with that. All right. Good times. I, I think that's I think it's I think it's given Game of Thrones is amazing. Battle of the Bastards. None of those other shows have an episode called Battle of the Bastards. Very Although actually. if Downton Abbey did have an episode called Battle of the Bastards. Oh, my I God. Watch I'd watch the, the shit out of it. <laughs> yes. Battle of the Bastards was recognized in a lot of categories, including like stunt and um, visual direction. Best use of the word bastard. Best use of the word bastard, obviously. But yeah, that, that episode category. in particular Really, was... really hotly contested. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's see. Best comedy. Uh, we got Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley, Transparent, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. I don't care at all. <laughs> Not even a little. I thought Master of None was great. Um, that would be my pick that I would want to win. What do you think um, it's going to win? I don't, maybe, I don't, it's hard. It's hard for me to say. I'm going to say Silicon I, Valley. I think it's going to be either Blackish or Kimmy Schmidt. Number one, because I don't think either of them are funny. And number two, <laughs> especially Kimmy Schmidt, because I especially don't like that one. And I feel like that's one of those things that just be like, this show is brilliant. It's just the most brilliant comedy. It deserves all the accolades. And I believe it deserves to be jettisoned into the sun. So Best limited series. Go. <laughs> well, that was limited. Best television movie. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, I, I have to mention this one just because Fargo's on there. And I haven't seen the second season of Fargo. But if it's anything like the first one, go Fargo. Was Dear it- Hulu, please get that shit up. Yeah, yeah seriously, really. make that happen. Also, didn't Roots air like 800 years ago? <laughs> Did they remake Roots? I think that's what that's saying is that the History Channel me- remade Roots. Wow, way to go, History Channel. And I heard People vs. O.J. Simpson in American Crime Story was a hoot. Uh, <laughs> a sure. hoot. <laughs> a hoot. Television <laughs> movie. A very Merry Christmas. 
Uh, all the way? That sounds all sounds like a Christmas movie. Uh, confirmation sounds religious. Ah, Luther, Luther. There you go. There's your winner. Sure, what? I loved Sherlock the Abominable Bride, but you know what it didn't have? The man who challenged you to a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Abominable Bride was, was a friggin' masterpiece. It like, was. Like, pun was. aside of it actually having appeared <laughs> on Masterpiece. Appeared on Masterpiece, yeah. No, Abominable Bride was amazing, but... I'm gonna say I think it's Idris Elba's turn. Let's give let's give the man. I, yeah, a, let's give I, the man I, I some feel awards. some Luther. Next, uh, I'm gonna skip over these guys because we're uh, we're we're moving right along. Let's get hey, best actor limited series or TV movie. I like this one because uh, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch and Idris Elba competing against each other to the death. So you're not doing so, any of the best actor or actress categories? Nah, we're gonna skip right over this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can go back if you want. Let's see. Let's see where the let's see where the night takes. Let's us. go. I like this one. Jeez, uh, look at this. Um, look at this. Wait a minute. We're not skipping over best actors <laughs> okay, for drama because Tatiana oh, right. Maslany. Save it for the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Brian Cranston, kind of hard to hate that guy in, in all the way. I'm going to say it's Jingle All the Way. It's a remake of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That's your, Benedict Cumberbatch in Sherlock the Abominable Bride, work of art, I say give it to him. And give Idris Elba one, too. Like, give give two of them out for this one. I don't care. Make three. <laughs> just because Idris Elba and Tom Hiddleston were in Thor together in The Night Manager. I don't know what that is. I, it's, it could be a remake of the old Nickelodeon show today special for all I care. I don't care. It's Tom Hiddleston. He's awesome. And Cuba Gooding Jr. and Court- Courtney B. Vance? Sure, why not? Let's do that. How do you guys feel about that category? Idris. <laughs> I think it's going to go to one of the OJ people. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably going to be about Cuba Gooding Jr. He's going to get up there and be like, show me the money. And people are going to be like, that was a long time ago. All right, best actress, limited series or TV movie. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Wow, oh, really? Mind. Kristen Dunst is still acting? Yeah, good, good for her. Good for Ready her. To get get work after Spider Man. Uh, I'm going to skip over that one because it's boring. Yeah. Variety talk series. Man, what is going on these days? Comedians and cars getting coffee. I wonder what that's about. That's uh, that's Seinfeld, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Live. I've never thought he was very funny. Last week tonight with John Oliver. Damn good show. Funny, funny. Late late show with James Corden. Good for that guy. Real time with Bill Maher. Doesn't they get nominated every year? Yeah. Wow. They, you know what? The like the Daily Show's not on here. No. Wow. That has dropped. Yeah. Yep. That's just, that's, Trevor Noah's Which is a shame because that. I like Trevor Noah and I like what he does and it's different than what Jon Stewart does and yeah. it's it's kind of, I don't know, whatever. It's a little depressing <laughs> to me, I guess, that to see that not recognized. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say, uh, let's give it to John Oliver because he's funny as, funny as crap. Yep. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah, out of this list, I like John Oliver's show the best. All right, uh, we're we're running long, so I just skipped down really, really far. Wait, I, just, I want just, Drunk History to win for sketch series. Done. Drunk History wins. Game Writing of- for a comedy series. Uh, <laughs> what, Dan O'Keefe? I don't know who Dan O'Keefe is, but I love his I name. know that name. I think I went to school with a Dan O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Oh, we're down on writing for a comedy series. Uh, <laughs> oh, Catastrophe. Look at that. Rob Delaney and yes. Sharon Horgan for Catastrophe. We got Master of None, Silicon Valley, well, Silicon Valley, uh, Veep. You, you, Veep. you skipped animated. I did. I scrolled right past it. Why? There's no method to my madness. I just scrolled down. Are you down. just like scrolling the wheel? Like, <laughs> just. I did. I just scrolled down. Where's, where's animated? Let's animated, talk animated. Archer, Bob's Burgers, Phineas and Ferb, The Simpsons, and South Park. The Simpsons? Seriously? Like, ooh, it's either Archer have, or Bob's Burgers for me. Yeah, I mean, 
I've heard Phineas and Ferb is a great show, but man, really? The rest of these, out of all the animation, I can't think of anything that was decidedly better than any of this stuff. But Reality no. competition programs. American Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior, yes. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Matt Eisman, who loves us on Twitter. Big and fan showed of the show, some, Matt showed Eisman. Showed us some love. And we're a big fan of you, Matt Eisman. And Akbar and Abaj. Biamila. Yeah, yeah. Dude, American Ninja Warrior is... I freaking love that show. I just... I, I, my, I, it broke my brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, still, I, mean, I still can't get over the fact that that show is Emmy-nominated. It's so good. <laughs> and like, I really want to... And now I want it to win so that the hosts will get up on stage and be like, Oh my god! And just completely flip out and like, oh... I would love that. I mean, like, look, American Ninja Warrior is... I mean, it's, so much of the show is fluff. Yes. Which is ridiculous, but looking at the evolution of that show, you gotta respect what they've done with it. They've they've found a way to properly balance the what the network clearly wants is to be all the inspiring, touching stories of all the people that are contestants, and just showing the awesomeness that is what people can accomplish by doing these things. It is just astonishing to watch. Beautiful. That's, right. that's my Let, vote. Let's, all right, let's... scrolling down to the last category... Uh, before we go back, directing for a variety series. This is one we all care about desperately. Hold on, I got to scroll down. Directing. Okay, go. All the way down at the bottom. Yes. Uh, Ryan McFall for Inside no. Jamie Schumer. Uh, Paul Penolino. Mm, uh, maybe. Tim Mancinelli. Don Roy King and Dave Diometti. You know who wins? Don Roy King. I hate Saturday Night Live, but he had the only name that I didn't have a problem saying. So right. Don Roy King wins. <laughs> All right, now let's go talk about the big things. Here's the stuff that we truly care about. We got best actor and uh, best actor and best actress. In Karen, would you like to take over for me here? In- I would just like to say that Tatiana Maslany once again is nominated for playing uh, like a whole host of people. On Orphan Black, and hell yeah, and I hope she friggin' wins this year. Um, well, I mean, look who she she's against. up against. Like, right. That's some stiff competition to me. It, it is. is. Claire Danes in Homeland, I hear she's great in that. Viola Davis on How to Get Away with Murder. She's a badass. Taraji P. Henson in Empire. Um, Yeah, that character sure. is silly. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Russell in The Americans. Carrie Russell's no joke. And Robin Wright and House of Cards. Yeah, that is some tough competition. But you know what? I am so with Karen. Tatiana Maslany deserves this shit. Absolutely. She works ways from harder than anyone. Yeah, she is ridiculous. Yes. And she is absolutely like I, ridiculous. When I when we talked about Orphan Black on the show, what did I say? Her portrayal of Kasima this year alone deserves yeah. her that Emmy. I concur. I, I agree. Uh, so <laughs> the rest uh, of the acting categories, I don't know. All right, best uh, actor, yeah, Malik. Oh, not Raymond Malik, Bob Odenkirk. These people. I just know. Oh, Liv Shriver for Ray Donovan. I like. I like live. Leave Lava. Any other characters? You love Leave. I love Leave. Oh. I am also excited to see on Best Actress for Comedy that Lily Tomlin is nominated for Grace and Frankie. You guys, she did a great job. I know you didn't watch it, and I know you don't care, but I watched it, and I love her. I watched and- a couple episodes with you. She's fantastic. That's that's well, a, that's a big it is. that's a winner in my book. Also, Julia Louis Dreyfus for Veep. I like that idea as well. Those two. Everybody else, meh. Word. Uh, All right. Yeah. 
Emmy noms. We're going to put a link in the show notes to this list because Karen found a list from the New York Times that's actually readable and organized well. A lot of good and a lot of good links within that link as well for more information. Yes, indeed. Lots of lots of good information here. Well done, New York Times. New York Times, big fans of the show. Yeah. <laughs> a couple other things that aren't, you know, like featured anywhere on this list. Uh, Daredevil has two Emmy nominations. Really? Mm. Yeah. One was for stunts. I don't remember what the other one oh, is was for. Oh, was it like intro or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Jessica Jones also too. Title design and title theme. The the actual theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad because that means that it didn't have three nominations because David Tennant was on the long list for playing Kilgrave. Yeah, there were a couple of long list things that you mentioned before that I am genuinely disappointed aren't there. Yeah. Like, freaking Capaldi in Doctor Who this As season. Doctor Who, yeah. That's, that is a fucking crime. The things that he did in that, in this season were, were just outstanding. Like, that man was amazing this year. And to not get a nomination is, is, is it just means they bullshit. didn't watch it. It just means that they didn't watch it. Because if they watched it, there's no way they they wouldn't have done that. And the other the other the bits about uh friggin' uh Doctor uh why David Tennant as yeah. Kilgrave. Holy crap, man. That dude was scary as hell. Like he was unnerving. That's a, that was a great mm-hmm. role. That was an excellent performance. I'm just, I'm just glad that those two comic book theme shows got some sort of recognition in this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean they're going to be the right those direction. awards are those are awards they give out in those uh, technical Emmys the day before or those mm-hmm. held across the street or whatever. But uh, you <laughs> in know, in a van a block and a half away <laughs> down by the river. Uh, yeah. Our favorite and 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 late lamented, sadly canceled Muppets has a nomination in a category I've never heard of for something called production design for a narrative half hour. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, but like if I guess if you're gonna give it an Emmy to that show, that I, would be best, the category. Best Muppet best use of Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much what that translates to. Yeah. I'm pretty psyched about those things. I'm pretty psyched that Catastrophe got that writing nom because that's coming on the heels of their being renewed for two two more seasons, which is also awesome news. Um, I'm really I'm I'm psyched to watch the Emmys this year. I hope I'm not in labor when they friggin' air. It's two months. It's about right? five days before I'm due. Oh, and there's another category that's like it's basically best web series. I don't know what it's actually called. But um, it means that both Honest Trailers and Epic Rap Battle are nominated for what? Emmys. Yes. <laughs> what? You have to scroll like Was 19 pages into the, um, into the official listing to find this. But there's a category for like best short form, you know, alternative entertainment series or something like that. And Epic Rap Battle and Honest Television Trailers are Television you watch both. on your phone. Exactly. They're both nominated. That's great. Like, wow. I would disagree with the Honest Trailers one. They have not been very good for a while. Oh. Well, I mean, that's why Epic Rap funny. Battles is going to win. Yeah. Epic Rap Battles is genuinely still funny. <laughs> Epic Rap Battles. I love that shit. All right. So they are being awarded on the 18th of September. September 18th. So we got a couple of months to discuss, okay. oh. forget about... <laughs> And then I'll remember, try to keep oh, my shit. legs closed. <laughs> Hold on to that baby. 
Uh, all right. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Chris? Yo. Give us your spiel. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. You can t- get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook. You can like our individual Facebook page, which is the tw- uh, this week's episode page. Do it. Search for it. Find it. Love it. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Tell your pets. They don't have computers. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically on Twitter at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. All right, check out Greatest American Hero. What you're saying, it's on Hulu? Are everything but the yeah everything but the pilot episode we, is on and we've explained the pilot episode so you're really not going to miss anything listen to this then watch the rest of the season it's a it's fun it's it's entertaining keep in mind 80s jufro that's all you need to know 80s jufro so uh i think that wraps it up uh for- all right if it does then uh, i would like to also say Tune in next week Ooh. for next week's episode of this week's episode where Evan will not be here but he will be replaced by a guest that would be Hunter Wilde, the imbibing Ooh. scribe himself, will be returning to the show, and he is picking next week's episode, which is Everybody Loves Raymond, Season 6, Episode 7, Jealous Robert. We'll all be watching that show, uh, talking about it, and then talking about the news like we usually do, except minus Evan, so we'll be just that much sadder. Yes, I have to go to Colorado. Stupid Colorado. Stupid Colorado. I hear there's one or two things that are legal there that aren't here that, you know, might Yeah, be, but that shit stays in your system. And then I have work and all of that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Stupid New Jersey. Anywho. So, we, you're going to be watching Everybody Loves Raymond next week. The link will be in the show notes. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Where's my super suit? Good night. <laughs> I was a little silly today writing these, especially Good. yours, Chris. Good. I haven't read it. I haven't read it at all yet. I'm going to blind. Awesome. I say the Wait. sillier the better. When I'm in a silly mood, that's when I feel I write the best. Um, I, I, I who wrote Karen? Parked mm. the first. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I asked d- Chris if because I, I asked Chris if it was okay to call it that or should I just call it part one and he said it was okay. Okay. No, I just I, I was I'm like that can't be a typo. <laughs> All right. Believe it or not. I literally grabbed like while I was waiting for you guys, I went on YouTube, I pulled the audio, the cleanest one I can find. It's been nearly 20 years since the first Harry Potter book. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's been nearly 20 years since the first... <laughs> 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 shit, it's getting hot in here. <sighs> and this concludes our broadcast day.